Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development and to products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations, while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ivana Vuka, the head of the technology transfer office at the University of Split in Croatia. Ivana has a master's degree in marine biology and a PhD in the field of neuroscience. Ivana's main research focus was in the treatment of neuropathic pain. Despite the fact that Ivana enjoyed the process of being in the lab, she realized that she found more excitement in technology transfer, so decided to make it her life's work. Ivana has over seven years experience in technology transfer and coordinates intellectual property rights and commercialization activities at the University of Split. Ivana is also a project coordinator of the Enterprise Europe Network Project at the University of Split and provides coaching and advisory services to researchers and SMEs regarding IP, innovation, entrepreneurship, and access to finance. Ivana is also the WP leader of the E3 work package within the CHIC project and is in charge of activities related to innovation, IP, and technology transfer in several national and EU-funded projects. Ivana has extensive experience in project proposal design, implementation, and dissemination and organization of B2B events, workshops, hackathons, and other startup events, and is a Your Access contact point at the university. And with that extremely impressive background, welcome to the podcast, Ivana. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me, and it's really great to be here with you today. Well, thank you so much, Ivana, for taking part in the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. And generally, I'd like to start the podcast off by asking my guests about their journey to tech transfer. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at the University of Split? So uh, I have my master's degree in uh, marine biology and my PhD degree in uh, neurosciences. And I took both of my degrees at University of Split. And both my student and professional journey are somehow connected to the University of Split. Immediately after I took my uh, master's degree, there has been an open student position at the tech transfer office. And since there has been no other opportunities in the field of marine biology, and I still had a student rights for uh, several more months, I decided to give it a try. And that was back in uh, 2012. When I started working there, I barely knew the definition of text transfer. We didn't have any course related to the IP, entrepreneurship, or innovation uh, at our study program. But spending a few months there, I really liked the job, the dynamics, and all the opportunities. Uh, and what. Um, and then... Uh, short after that, they posted the job position for the project of building uh, technology transfer infrastructure in Croatia, and I applied uh, for that and spent three years uh, as an expert associated for tech transfer. Um, that was uh, really a time when I learned a lot. We had a great team, and I really enjoyed it. However, in the meantime, there had been some internal and external situations that 
that in the end resulted in uh, me leaving the university and tech transfer uh, for uh, for a while. Uh, and since my background is in the science, I still have that inner voice uh, was still asking, should I give a try to pure research proposition. And after a while, I found out about the position at the School of Medicine at the University of Split also. And I decided to apply uh, for that PhD position. And uh, at some point, I was sure that they will hire a medical doctor, but it turned out that they picked me. So I spent the uh, next three years doing my PhD uh, far away from the tech transfer. And as much as I liked uh, lab work, writing and publishing research articles, it was not completely fulfilling. So I was very happy when I got a call from my former boss uh, if I wanted to a position of the head of tech transfer office here at our university. And that was uh, almost three years ago now. And I have to say that I do not regret for such a decision. Wow, that's an incredible journey. And, and I'm glad that uh, you uh, have found such a, a great experience in tech transfer. So for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the University of Splitnet's tech transfer office, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, uh, University of Split is located at the southeast part of the Croatia, and it is the second largest university in Croatia with about 20,000 students. Uh, we have 11 faculties covering all the fields from engineering, medicine, natural sciences to the humanities and social sciences. We also have one Academy of Art and four university departments. Uh, we are coastal university and in recent uh, years we strategically oriented ourselves toward blue and green sectors. And when it comes to technology transfer office, our TTO is a part of Department of Science and Innovation together with the project office that employs uh, 10 people, science office with two employees, research and development office with one person employed, and tech transfer office with two people. So Ivana, I wanted to ask, what would you say are some of the differences between how tech transfers handled in Croatia compared to other countries like the US and the UK? I would say that this is a bit uh, tricky question. Um, <laughs> and as a very general overview, I would say that in both US and UK, tech transfer has much longer history and all of the processes and proce procedures are well established and somehow top-down guided from the governmental level to the university level. Uh, and I think there are also certain financial means for such type of activities. And majority of the researchers, in my opinion, are well aware of all the procedures and possibilities. In Croatia, however, we don't have such a good transition and majority of the activities is led uh, bottom up with a group of enthusiastic people with experience and knowledge, but not enough power to roll down the entire system. So we are still a little bit struggling and we are somehow, let's say, behind the, the more developed countries. And uh, when speaking about our university, University of Split, we are still working a lot on raising awareness among our researchers. Um, in Croatia, for example, there are no incentives for patenting and they are not counted for advancement in careers. So our researchers are uh, much often keen to uh, publish, pat uh, publish paper than patent. So we are still having a lot of work to be done in this uh, field of raising awareness and setting up the, the ecosystem for tech transfer. 
So, Ivana, based on what you just said, it, it sounds like, given this bottom-up approach, that the Croatian government really isn't involved uh, very heavily in tech transfer in Croatia. Is that correct? Yes, correct. I would say that these differences are mainly because we had never uh, uh, real systematic support for tech transfer processes from the government level. And although technology transfer is in almost all policy documents, it is really very vaguely embedded in the laws and other activities, uh, such as, for example, financial support for tech transfer activities. And this, when it comes to the financial support, um, this was only occasionally happen, uh, happening in Croatia, uh, and financial support for tech transfer activities was always project-based with very strict rules and uh, small budgets. So this, of course, um, reflects in the number of patents uh, at EPO or WIPO, where Croatia in whole has very low number of patent applications. But... On the other side, since I'm always uh, an optimist, I think that this is starting to change or it would change soon. Uh, the process might be slow and took some time, but there is a moment uh, of change uh, since um, there is a change in the science law in Croatia and uh, by the current uh, state of the art, the patents should be acknowledged for the advancement in the research career. Also, according to the National Recovery and Resilience Facility Plan, there will be a good portion of money available for research and innovation, part of which is planned for the tech transfer activities and projects. So I think uh, we will have soon some positive changes. Well, that's uh, exciting to know. We'll have to, to keep an eye out for those upcoming changes. So, Ivana, I wanted to turn back to your office. Can you tell us a little bit about your office and how it is structured? Okay. As I mentioned earlier, our office is quite small. There is me. There is a head of Department of Science and Innovation who was previously head of Tech Transfer Office. And currently, I have one student helping me with different projects. There are also two to three other colleagues working in project office, but also participating in activities related to the collaboration with businesses. Um, although I would love to say that we have a lot of the core TTO activities, unfortunately, that occupies just a small portion uh, of our time. Uh, this means that all that we can be do internally and when needed, we arrange specialists such as patent attorneys or market specialists. Um, however, we are included in a number of EU-funded projects that are somehow related to the innovation, entrepreneurship, collaboration with industry. And to mention some of them, uh, we are partner in the uh, SHIC project, Creating Holistic Innovation Capacity, led by Norwegian NTNU University and funded by European Institute for Innovation and Technology. And this project is aimed in building innovation and entrepreneurial capacities at different universities. We are also leaders of the uh, in that project, leaders of the work package related to the integration of the knowledge triangle and better communication with it. In other words, how we as TTOs can communicate better what we are doing uh, and what approach to take considering different, different stakeholders group we are uh, dealing with. There is also a project uh, funded uh, by uh, Erasmus Plus, a program uh, which is called European Universities of the 
the seas. And uh, University of Split is one of the partners together with other uh, five coastal universities, including University of Brest from France, University of Cadiz from Spain, University of Gdansk from Poland, Kiel from Germany, and University of Malta. And the main idea of the project is strengthening the links between teaching, research, innovation, and knowledge transfer. And the long-term vision of this European University of the Seas is uh, uh, seamless mobility across borders and academic disciplines uh, with a substantial leap in quality, performance, attractiveness, and uh, international competitiveness. And we as TTO participate in activities of collaboration between universities and academia. We have organized several hackathons, one makeathon event, a number of focus groups to overcome some barriers uh, and to learn what soft skills companies in the region and in general in the alliance needs today from the students coming from our universities. There is also one project called, uh, it is a center of excellence at our universities and uh, our technology transfer office is in charge for uh, all the te technology transfer activities in the field of advanced technology at nanoscale, water and environment and education. And we are also in charge for uh, exploitation plans for the research results. So we are really doing a lot of different things and activities mostly related to uh, innovation, uh, building uh, our innovation ecosystem, raising awareness and similar. Wow, for such a small office, you really are doing uh, a number of different things and have a lot of different initiatives and collaborations going on. So uh, congratulations, because it, it sounds like you uh, are putting in a, a, a lot of time for sure. Yeah, thank you. So, Ivana, I also wanted to ask you if maybe you could share some of your metrics with us, whether that's uh, invention disclosures, patent filings, royalty revenue, things like that, that your office had in the last year. Okay, I think that uh, by now our listeners already got an impression that this number is rather small, but in last year we unfortunately didn't have any disclosures, but this year for now looks a bit better. We received two disclosures so far, uh, one as a result of already mentioned uh, Center of Excellence project. We got a positive patentability search and we are in the process of preparation of PCT patent application. And we had a second disclosure from School of Medicine and plant preliminary search looks promising and we are waiting patentability opinion at the moment to, to go uh, further on. Um, on this field, we as a university also made some steps toward receiving more disclosures. Just a month ago, our Senate confirmed changes in our university IP policy, by, by which we have significantly shortened the process from the disclosures to the director's decision. Also, we established so-called fund for uh, IP and commercialization. Uh, in which, by which we will uh, finance activities such as patentability search, writing and filing patent applications, negotiation, and writing licensing agreements. Uh, for now, we have a quite small budget, but this is just to encourage our researchers to contact us and involve in a process. That really sounds encouraging, Ivana. Hopefully, you're going to get more engagement with your uh, inventors and your, your faculty as a result of that. We really hope for that. And that was the main intention uh, by having this fund. So we really hope that in the further years, we will have uh, much more disclosures and all the process rolled on. 
So, Ivana, I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you what you think is most important in managing innovations to give them the greatest opportunity for success. Uh, well, from my experience and coming from the system where innovations and tracks transfer are mostly bottom-up driven, I would say uh, timing and uh, having sustainable financial means uh, to push some good research results from the lab to the phase where they are ready for the business uptake. Also, uh, coming from the ecosystem of moderate innovators, I would say that raising awareness also play an important role in the entire process. And this is also recognized by the EU Commission and IP valorization policy documents, where it is really very much stressed that knowledge generators are not always aware of the importance of their IP and also might lack knowledge on how to protect, enforce, or valorize their results. So the focus and TTOs are there in a really good uh, position, should be on fostering an IP culture change and providing guidance and support whenever it's needed. And I very much agree with that approach. So switching gears a little bit again, Ivana, I want to ask you, could you tell us how you and your team support startups that come out of the University of Split? Yeah, we have uh, different programs for different levels uh, of um of startups or different development levels of the ideas. So uh, from students to the established companies, for the students' ideas development, we have a Spark that was an organization developed uh, and established just uh, recently, also through this uh, earlier mentioned CHIC project funded by the EIT. And uh, in Spark, students are mentored by other students. So uh, they can join the organization with almost any idea. It is really not matter how big or small idea it is or how good or bad it is. And student mentor provides support on business model development, marketing, and different other things that are needed. We also have a student business incubator at our faculty of economics, which is providing support to, let's say, more mature projects. Uh, where students uh, or up to two years old startups are included in the six-month incubation program, where they also get education on various aspects of business uh, development and implementation. They also get mentors assigned, which help them uh, advance their idea and start running businesses uh, by themselves. And after leaving university, uh, we have our Spinet Technology Park, which is a company owned by University of Split that provides incubation and acceleration support, uh, renting on offices, accounting services, and everything else needed to successfully start uh, the business for the young companies. What about funding opportunities for startups that come out of the university? For the very beginners in the process, we uh, regularly organize different kinds of competitions, usually in forms of hackathons or other type of student or uh, business competitions. Uh, In this, we have support of our uh, Split Dalmatia County. Uh, We also have several programs aimed in education and mentoring startups. And after some time, they are pitching their ideas and having a competition with the financial awards that are usually good enough to start developing and working further on on their ideas. Uh, Part of the universities from from Croatia are also working as EIT hubs 
For example, the University of Zagreb is the EIT manufacturing hub, and they are regularly announcing a different kinds of supporting programs uh, within this uh, scheme. There are, of course, um, national EU funders, uh, funds for startup projects, and in Croatia, we are really dependent on them uh, to some point. And um, we also have recently announcement of the, of the Venture Capital Fund for Slovenian and Croatian universities funded by European Investment Bank, Investment Bank, Slovenian Bank, and one Croatian National Bank, aiming to support commercialization of the research results coming from the universities, while also development of the startups and spin-offs uh, coming from universities. Now, I wanted to ask you about corporate partners and the role they play there in technology transfer at the University of Split. Can you share with us some of the relationships you have with corporate partners? Uh, so we really try to empower this business academia cooperation whenever it is uh, possible. Our university uh, is enrolled in the Enterprise Europe Network. Uh, that is one of the largest organizations for the business support and internationalizations and in Europe, but also beyond, because also includes uh, other countries and organizations from all over the world. And through the activities, uh, we, re we are very well connected to the local companies and providing them with the advisory services related to the intellectual property rights, finding the funding for their projects, uh, innovating their business models and similar. Uh, we have established just recently our office for research and development. And that uh, the main focus of the office is uh, scientific research equipment management and also establishing cooperation with economic entities from Croatia and abroad related to the research and uh, lab laboratory activities. Uh, our university is also coordinator of Blue G Digital Innovation Hub, and we are also national candidate for European Digital Innovation Hubs. We have consortiums uh, with different organizations uh, covering the region of Dalmatia, so it's even broader than uh, Split Dalmatia County, and our focus is use of artificial intelligence and high-performance high computing in the blue and green uh, economy. And through these blue disk services, we are also focused on the small and medium enterprises in the region of Dalmatia, and we want to boost their competitiveness and uh, on both national and international le level. And very often, these, all of these services and activities led to the arranging of researchers from the university to work on the specific company problems or needs. So really, we really try to build this cooperation and establish them whenever it is possible. Now, what about the role of philanthropic organizations? Do you have uh, any involvement from things like the Gates or, or other organizations such as those? I, I wouldn't say that. We we don't have such a support of a such type uh, at all, not, not only at our university, but in Croatia in general, I would say. Now, switching gears again, Ivana, I want to ask you if you had an opportunity to reflect on some of your past license transactions or partnerships, what might you have done differently if you knew then what you know now? Hmm. Interesting one. Well, since we don't have so many opportunities, I would say that we take whatever is offered, which at first doesn't sound so good, but I think it's not necessarily bad since it is all learning process. And in that terms, uh, it gave us very valuable knowledge 
and uh, was overall worth the experience. However, it might be frustrating sometimes to do all uh, by yourself. So I think the most important is to include experienced people who are experts in the certain field uh, uh, as early as possible, uh, since it might spare us some time and nerves. Yeah, understood. Now, I did want to ask you about some of your office's biggest success stories, whether that's successful technology, startups, or, or anything else you'd like to share. We have really good experiences with the, with the student competitions and hackathons, and we usually have really successful one who, after the competitions, are uh, building their own uh, companies or ideas further on. But coming uh, from the research results and uh, really things that came out as a, a research result, we have a research group from Faculty of Electrical Engineering, Mechanical Engineering, and naval architecture that had developed the system for uh, non-chemical treatment of the varroa mites in beads. Um, that was uh, some years, some time ago, and that was a time when we had actually a project uh, and funds for the tech transfer. So uh, we helped them to apply for a patent, got some uh, grant for prototyping and development and protection of IP. In the end, they got a funding opportunity uh, in Germany. And for some administrative reasons, they opened the company in Germany. And in the end, they are still selling their products. So I would say that that, that was a quite success. And still, we are very much involved with providing services with uh, for different companies. Uh, we have one small company from our region. When we started to work them, to work with them, it was I think back in uh, 2013. Um, they were really small and they uh, were completely in the maintenance and repair industry. And they were involved in several proof of concept projects. We helped them to build their ideas, and they, in the in the coming years, they completely switched from that. Uh, repairing industry to having a products uh, that can be applied in the aquaculture industry. So they switched their business model to the completely new uh, area uh, of development. And I think they got really good support from university also from applying to funds to innovating their business model and going international. What would you say are your office's two biggest challenges? Hmm. I would say uh, it is at least having at least one more person employed. Um, and since we had several successful disclosures a few years ago, um, um, and since from that time there was there there was no available funding for tech transfer, there has been a gap. So I would say also having few good disclosures with patent application and possibly licensing agreements. Uh, that would uh, for sure give us a needed push and make us uh, more visible. In my opinion, that would be uh, also enough to roll out the whole uh, innovation and tech transfer system at our university. So, Ivana, I want to switch gears again and ask you about equity, diversity, and inclusion, because this is an important topic that's being discussed in tech transfer offices all around the world. And I want to ask you, does the university or your office have any programs to help encourage and assist women and other traditionally underrepresented inventors and entrepreneurs? For the encouraging and assisting women, 
Uh, I would say no, because uh, on general level, but our university has gender equality plan. So all uh, activities, whether they are project or eternally funded, are implemented with that respect. And for other underrepresented uh, groups, um, I would say that from um, university level, um, we don't have any support or programs specified also for such groups, but we are really open to all of them. And when it comes to providing services, we really provide uh, them to all, whoever is in need. We are not picking and choosing them based on their success rate or uh, how good is uh, idea. We are open to all of them. So switching gears again, Ivana, I want to ask you what organizations, whether it's ASTP, Autumn, LES, are you and your colleagues involved in and what value do you think they add? Unfortunately, our university is not a member of any of these organizations, but uh, just recently I have uh, been on my first uh, ASTP conference. I was given actually one workshop related to this uh, communication tools and uh, chic projects. And Whenever we have an opportunity, we try to initiate the content and engage in some activities. And I also hope that participation in this year conference will open some doors and uh, soon we will be uh, members of the ACTP. And I think these are really um, great and gives uh, good opportunities and add value in terms of contacts, knowledge, and different opportunities for collaboration, sharing experiences, So I think uh, they are very much needed in the tech transfer profession. Yeah, I agree. And let's hope that uh, you, uh, your university and your office joins uh, ASTP soon. So, Ivana, I wanted to ask you if you had a view on credentialing, things like registered technology transfer professional and whether you thought it makes a difference. Well, I think that uh, since you are not becoming a tech transfer professional by uh, graduation, I think... uh, Credentialing might be beneficial in terms of building trust when it comes to communication with uh, people or stakeholders who are not so much familiar with the tech transfer process with all the activities. So it sometimes can uh, be helpful in building trust and long-term relationship with different stakeholders, I would say like that. Ivana, I generally like to close the podcast by asking my guests, if you could have any three wishes granted or a vision realized for your office, what would that be? Mm, These are quite related to the challenges I have already mentioned. First, which is not directly related to my office, but the tech transfer in Croatia in general, I would like that on the country level, tech transfer become uh, more embedded in the laws and that some kind of transfer offices or a professionals network is established in the near future and we started doing some things in, in, in that relation also and uh, for my office I would say uh, that it's to have regular disclosures and more core TTO activities in the coming period. Well Ivana I can't thank you enough for all your insights and time today this has been an absolute pleasure. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you any questions where can they reach you? Thank you, Lisa, one again. It was my pleasure also. Um, Yeah, sure. They can send me an email at uh, ivana.vukamonkeyunis, like universityofsplit.hr. 
Great. Well, thank you so much again, Ivana. It's been really great to have this opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.